Shalom, greetings, welcome back to the broadcast, I'm Sean, website is scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are looking at this past week's Torah portion, which happens to be entitled Toldot. Let me give you the description here. The sixth reading from the book of Genesis is named Toldot, which means generations. It is so named because the Torah portion begins with the words, Now these are the records of the generations of Isaac. Toldot tells us the story of the birth of Jacob and Esau and their struggle for the birthright and the blessing of their father Isaac. We also learn about Isaac's trials and difficulties in the land of Canaan, and the portion concludes with Jacob's deception of Isaac in order to procure the family blessing. So that is what is on the agenda for today. It's Genesis 25, starting with verse 19, uh, and then it goes to 28, ends with verse 9. One thing that's important to note about this, about Jacob, you know, and he's he does kind of swindle and deceive uh, to reach, to procure the the family blessing and the birthright from Esau. But it's also important to note that it's already ordained by God. It's already prophesied by God that he would love Jacob and hate Esau. Uh, now, whether you look at that and you view it through the eyes of, say, well, like, like predestination, or whether you look at it like God is all-knowing and he knew that Esau was going to be profane and sexually immoral and godless, and so God already knew in advance, is irrelevant. The point is, this is the situation. Uh, and even uh, even Rachel is told, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, Rebecca is told that the younger would be the one, right? And so, even though we see all this just complete and utter family dysfunction at, at, a, at its worst, it was all designed that Jacob would be the one whom the twelve tribes would come from. So... That is how it shakes out, uh, but it's heartbreaking to look at. It's heartbreaking to watch. Um, Esau is a lesson, according to the book of Hebrews, is a lesson for us, a lesson for Christians who would dare to throw away their inheritance, throw away their blessings for a mere moment of pleasure. And this happens all the time. People's lives get ruined for one moment of pleasure, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Let's just dig right in. I'm going to read from the King James Bible, starting with verse 19 in chapter 25. Let's begin. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padaram Aram, Padam Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. So please note, 
This is the point I was trying to make right out of the gate. She's feeling the turmoil in her womb, like the babies striving with one another already. She inquires of the Lord, and the Lord explains to her that there's two different nations in there, and tells her that the young, the, the older, meaning the one who's born first, will actually serve the younger. Verse 24, And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, and all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was cunning, a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with some of that red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore his name was called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall the birthright be to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Okay, we got to take a second and a few minutes to discuss this tragedy. Now, on the surface, it may seem ridiculous. How could Esau do this? He sells his birthright to his brother Jacob for a bowl of soup. Like, this guy is out of his mind, but Christians do this all the time. People do this all the time, where they ruin their lives, they destroy their families for a moment of feeding the flesh. The book of Hebrews warns us about this. Let's go look at it real quick. If we go to Hebrews chapter 12, starting with verse 14, it's going to describe to us the importance of holiness, not something that's taught in many churches today, holiness, and uses Esau as an example of the opposite of that and how it leads to destruction. Verse 14, follow peace with all men. And holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator, in other words, a sexually immoral person, or profane person, in other words, an ungodly person, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. There are decisions in our lives that cannot be undone. There are things that we do, decisions we make to feed the flesh that have lifelong consequences the 
book of Hebrews warns us, do not be a sexually immoral and ungodly person like Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright, for one moment of pleasure ruined his inheritance. And even after he realized that he messed up, he sought it with tears, but he found no place for repentance. This should be piercing the hearts of everyone listening about how serious your decisions are. Actions matter. I say it all the time. Let me read to you a short paragraph of commentary from F.B. Meyer on this subject, and then we'll just finish on with our reading. He says this, In the thought of that age... The birthright carried with it spiritual leadership of the tribe. To be the priest of the family, to stand between the Most High and the rest of the household, to receive divine communications and execute divine will, to, and to be in the direct line of Messiah, such were some of the privileges that gathered around this person. They were not in Esau's estimation. He was quite content to part with all that they implied, if only he might have the immediate gratification of appetite. The steaming fragrance of lentil pottage was sweet in his nostrils of the hungry hunter. We have all passed through such experiences. On the one hand, our self-respect and our true advantage are God, and, our, and on the other, passionate desire crying, Give, give. In days and hours like that, beware, for you may say a word or do an act that shall determine your future. And like Esau, you will find no loophole for altering the cast of the die. Strong warnings. May we not be like Esau, may we not be profane and be so foolish when that moment comes to do something so life-altering. All right. We've spent enough time on it. Let's continue reading our Torah portion for this week, and I'll try not to interrupt with too much else. We'll just read through. Let's see. We're picking back up, starting with chapter 26, verse 1. And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech the king of the Philistines into Gadir. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land where I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all thy countries, all these countries, and I will perform an oath which I swore unto Abraham your father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And Isaac dwelt in Garir. And the men of the place asked him of his wife. And he said, She is my sister. For he feared to say, She is my wife. Lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah because she was fair to look upon. So interestingly enough, Isaac has the same problem as Abraham. <laughs> when he goes into a land where there's some other people, he's got to say that his beautiful wife is actually his sister. 
so that he won't be killed so that they might take his wife. It's, it's just a repeating of the, of the exact same circumstances. Verse 8, And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech king of the Philistines looked out at the window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety she is thy wife. And how saidest thou she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. And Abimelech said, What is this that thou hast done to us? One of the people might have lightly have lined with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gadir, and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham and called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerir did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Essek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also, and he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed thence and digged another well, and for they had strove not, and he called the name of it Rahaboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father, fear not. For I am with thee, and I will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Please note, I, I, I think we overlook the importance of this well-digging situation. So Isaac digs a well, and then the people of Gerir strive with him about it and say, No, this is ours. He says, All right, fine. He moves on. Digs another one. Same thing happens. The people of Gerir, this is ours. He moves on, and he digs another one, and no one bothers him, and he assumes, okay, this is where the Lord wants me. You see, he didn't resist or fight back or try to try to go to war with these people or do any of that. He just assumed that wherever God wanted him, he would end up. It's a great attitude to have. Rather than strive and fight and push against it, he moves, he moves on. Well, God will have me here then. Nope. Okay. Well, God will have me here then. It says, And he removed thence and digged into the well. For that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rahoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Verse 25, And he builded an altar there, and he called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. Then Abimelech went to him from Garir, to Ahazoth, one of his friends, 
Amphicol, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And he said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, and we said, Let there now be an oath between us, even between us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and as we have not done thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, but art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink. And they rose up between bet they rose up betimes in the morning, and swore one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed him in peace. And it came to pass that same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they have digged, and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Shabbat. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. And Esau was forty years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Berir the Hittite, and Bashamah, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, which were a grief of the mind unto Isaac and Rebekah. All right, please note, this is important. He didn't take a wife from his kin like he's supposed to, like from the right people, right? Instead, he goes outside to these Hittite women, which would have had foreign gods, and they would have foreign customs, and they would have been godless. They would have been unholy. They would have been godless. This is why it was so important to, for them to stay within their own. This is why you're not supposed to be unequally yoked. It's not about race. It's about f- the god you serve, right? If you... There's all these warnings that the Bible gives about that. And so Esau takes two women from foreign lands and they are a great grief to Isaac and Rebekah. And it's important to remember that Esau, according to what we just studied, was profane. He was sexually immoral. He was the opposite of Jacob, who was a plain man. Okay? Let's continue on here. Chapter 27. We got chapter 27 and a couple of verses in 28, and then we'll be finished. We're going to deal with the stolen blessing now. Verse 1. And it came to pass, when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here I am. He said, Behold now, I am old, I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out in the field, and take some venison, and make me some savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt for venison, and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord, before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock, and fetch me from thence two good kids of goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it in to thy father, that he may eat 
and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau my brother is, the, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father peradventure will feel me, and shall see, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and he fetched and he brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smoothness of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and bread, which he had prepared, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came to his father, and he said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn, and I have done according to what thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat my venison, that thou soul may be blessed, that thou soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. Jacob went near to Isaac his father, and he felt him, and he said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, and his brother Esau's hands so he blessed him. He said, Art thou my very son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venisons, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. And he came near, and he kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven, and of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and the nations bow down to thee, and the Lord over thy brethren. And let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curses thee, and blessed be he that blesses thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of the blessing, end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scar gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from hunting. And he also had made savory meat, and he brought it unto his father, and said to his father, Let my father arise, and eat of his son's venison, that my soul, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? He said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly, and said, Who, where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten all before thou camest, and have blessed him. Yea, he, she, he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great exceeding bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me, even also my father. Please note, Here's the moment that Hebrews is warning about. That even though Esau sought it with tears, it was too late. Here's something we don't understand in Western society. What you speak over someone, what you speak over your children, 
has profound power. Isaac's acknowledging, I've already pronounced the blessing over Jacob. And even though I was deceived, it still can't be undone. I've already done it. It is what it is. The things you speak of your children will follow them forever. It's so important. But we don't think of it anyway because we don't think in the eye. We don't think through spiritual lenses. But we should, especially as people of God. Be careful what you say over other people. But especially what you speak over your own children. Now Esau is weeping, but he's going to find no place for repentance because he's a profane and unholy man. He sold his birthright for one moment of pleasure, and now the time has come. Verse 35, And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety, and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now for thee, my son? And Esau said to his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me even also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shall I live, and shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning of my father are at hand. Then I will slay my brother Jacob. And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and she called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother, in Haran. And tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away. Until thy brother's angers turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him, then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? And Isaac called Jacob, and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise and go to Padam Aram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence, of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee blessing of Abraham to thee, to thy seed with thee thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac went away. Sent, or Isaac sent away Jacob, 
and he went to Padam Aram unto Laban, son of Bethel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob, and Esau's mother. And when Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padam Aram to take him a wife from thence, and that he has blessed him and gave him charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padam Aram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto the wives, took and took unto the wives which he had Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nabajoth, to be his wife. And that is how the portion ends. It actually ends with so Esau's already, Esau's already taking taken two wives from the Hittites, which are a thorn, right? They're, so he sees that Jacob's getting ready to do the right thing. He's going to go to Padam Aram and take a wife from the right people. And Esau's like, well, maybe I should do this. So he goes to Ishmael and takes a wife from one of Ishmael's daughters. I mean, this Esau just does not have a clue. Foolish. Well, that is the study for this morning. And our lesson is to not be like Esau, right? According to what we just read. Lest there be any of us who would be sexually immoral or ungodly as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. That's all I have for you this morning. I pray you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. I hope your hearts have been pierced, and I hope the Word of God is renewing your mind. Thanks for listening, friends. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.